Hi, I'm Maria Theoharis-Orvello, Sows on social media. Welcome to So Organised Style Podcast. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. For anyone who sews, the Sova 50 Instagram account editors want to see your makes for September. When you post your latest makes on Instagram, continue to use the hashtag Sova 50 as well as the hashtag Sova 50 September, all one word. Currently, there are over 243,000 posts using the tag Sober50. We'll find you faster in September when you also use the tag Sober50 September. We hope to see your makes more often during the month of September. Now back to this series of podcasts to give you a taste of the range of textile artists in the next Making Zen online retreat from the 25th to the 29th of September this year. Whether you're looking to get out of that creative rut or want some me time or simply want to learn a new technique, this online retreat is one to consider. We had a a room that most people might call their den or their family room that was really a room of opportunity to make things. And we had a big table. Does this sound like where you started your textile art experiences? Deborah Fisher of Fish Museum and Circus on Instagram is another textile artist you'll learn from at the Making Zen Online Retreat. Hi, how are you? Good, Deborah. How are you? Good. Thank you for coming onto the podcast for the Making Zen Online Retreat. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Deborah, I have the details about your retreat video that we'll be watching. Mm-hmm. So to get started, where can listeners find you online? My website is fishmuseumandcircus.com and I am on Instagram at fishmuseum. Thanks, Deborah, for letting our listeners know. I'll have your social media links on the podcast website. How did you get started in your craft? I have always been a maker of all kinds of things. I kind of consider myself a mixed media artist, even though I feel like I do have a fiber sensibility. I've used a lot of different materials. I've just always been a maker. Deborah, can you talk us through what caused you to evolve since your first experiences as a maker? I grew up in a house that encouraged making and being creative and trying different things. We had a a room that most people might call their den or their family room that was really a room of opportunity to make things. And we had a big table. My mother had a sewing machine. There was uh, shelves full of materials that we could use. My mother taught me how to sew. It is just evolved from there, but there's always just been a variety of different materials that have been available that I just love to take advantage of. And the materials that you use, are they fresh materials or do you reuse materials that are around you? A combination. A lot of ceramics. So that's a lot of new clay and a lot of reclaimed clay. And then as far as textiles go, I use whatever I have at hand, but I also design fabric. So I'm going to be using that also. And if something kind of sparks my interest, I might search that out and try that. So it's a real combination of things. When did you decide to share your passion for mixed media and textiles? I've always been an artist. I was a fine artist. I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts, and then I also have a Master of Fine Arts. I really was more of a fine artist until I decided that 
especially when my older daughter was born, that I really needed something that was more accessible to me, but also to the world. Actually, right before she was born, I started a nonprofit quilt group called the Bright Hopes Collaborative Quilt Project that was based on an experience that I had of putting a quilt that somebody else had made me on a bed when I wasn't at home and made me feel like it was at home. I started this group to make quilts for people who didn't have a permanent home so they could put a quilt on a bed and make it feel like home. And that all of those kind of things combined brought me more into the world of home sewing, this craft of people making things as part of communities. And I always found kind of the art world a little bit more elite with galleries and all of that. I just found this world just so much more accessible and welcoming and more my speed. And it sounds like it, it's not elitist. It's very community-based. Yes. You're meeting a social need. Would that be right? Well, certainly in the group that I made, there was all of our volunteers. It has just meant a lot of them to be a part of that whole community. And then feeling like everybody in this community in general is there to help everybody else and to have everybody succeed. And I think that that's just a really nice way to be. It's a good environment to be in because you can get yourself into all sorts of different environments, but that sounds like one that the people who are in it cherish it. I think we know what we have and appreciate it. Deborah, tell us about the session that you're running at the Making Zen Online Retreat. I am doing a little workshop on making felt boxes. They're going to be these little gem of boxes made out of a three millimeter felt. I'm also going to show how to make your own three millimeter felt if that material is not accessible to you. They're just wonderful little fun projects that can be customized however you like with embroidery, with sequins or beads or whatever you like. And they're great for giving as gifts, but also for holding gifts. You know, they're the perfect size for a little ring or pieces of jewelry and little love notes and things like that. I'm excited to share those. Deborah, have you ever been to the Making Zen Online Retreat? Yes, I was so happy to be able to watch some of the events in the spring. I know that you're running the workshop on the small felt boxes, but what people will see and those who have been to the retreat will know, on the Facebook group, of the people who go to the retreat. They are wonderful in sharing what they've made based on the workshops that they see at the retreat. So even though your workshop is on the small felt boxes, it's going to be amazing to see how people apply those techniques to the things that they want to do. Yes, absolutely. I did see that on the Facebook group. For anybody who was part of the spring sessions, I could actually see some of those techniques being used on these boxes, I think it'll be really exciting. I think that's another part of the retreat that I love supporting is not only the textile artists like yourself, Deborah, who are running these workshops that people continue to have access to, but looking at how inspired people become and then they share their makes on the Facebook group. Yeah, it's been fun to watch. Yeah, it has. And that continues many months after the retreat has actually run. So I think we're really lucky to be in that space. Yes. Deborah, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast for the Makings and Online Retreat. I think our listeners are going to be inspired by your techniques. 
we've now heard that you have taken your fine arts training and are applying it to the community to provide us with inspiration. Well, thank you, Maria, so much for having me. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the event. Yes, so am I. Thank you again, Deborah. Bye. This podcast series is produced and edited by me, Maria Thea Harris, in partnership with Kate of Zen Stitching, sound by bensound.com. Make sure you subscribe to Soul Good Nice Soul Podcasts on all good podcast apps. If you want to hear from previous Making Zen Online Retreat guest textile artists, they're also available in our archive. And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon. So the Making Zen Online Retreat is in September from the 25th to the 29th. We look forward to joining you at the Making Zen Online Retreat. Stay safe, everyone.